Welcome to our backyard. This is the Backyard Philosophy Podcast. We are two friends having a discussion after everyone else has passed out or gone to bed. Grab a drink and listen as we discuss everything from automation, space exploration, and why the meaning of life is 42. In this podcast, we're going to talk about humans versus an entire species. We're going to talk about all the times humanity decided that they could take on a whole species of animals or plants and how we lost. Before I get into it, Mike, how are you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing pretty good. I got an old Forester, and nothing says uh, human incompetence as in losing of to an animal. Well, there's a lot of that coming. So I got some bush light here, and I'm going to bring it way back. And this is my source with the least amount of, not research, I tried to find a lot out about it. It's more of an honorable mention. We'll start back in 1234. Pope Gregory, who we just talked about, came out and said that black cats are a symbol of a witch community and that the, everyone needed to go and kill all the black cats. And some people said the death of the cat population led to a huge increase in the rodent population, which helped carry the bubonic plague, leading to more plague deaths. Very hard to figure out if this is true or not, because record keeping in the Dark Ages wasn't the best. So much less a cat population, rodent population survey, we have no idea. I think people chalk this one up to as a probable, but difficult to confirm. So we're going to bring it up into more modern times. 1958, Mao Zedong decided that they were going to start the four... You could have just said Mao Zedong. <laughs> and I would have been like, yep, that makes sense. Exactly. Started the four pests campaign. Now this is because they thought a lot of their crop damage was coming from animals. The four pests, they have mosquitoes responsible for malaria. All right, that checks out. Rodents spread the plague. That checks out. Flies. That checks out. I mean, flies are annoying. I don't know if they're really the huge pest. But the big one, sparrows. Specifically, the Eurasian tree sparrow. And sparrows are pretty common birds all around the world. And Mao said that they were eating the grain seed and the fruit seed and that China had to get rid of them. Those are two things that sparrows eat. But there's another thing that sparrows eat. <laughs> Bugs. Bugs, which led to a huge boom in the pest population. And with the huge boom in the pest population, the, I would say the agricultural market, but that's not the right term for a communist regime. So I guess just everyone's food started to disappear. Now this wasn't, and this is why it's hard to say exactly like what happened. Um, because there's a lot of other factors at play. Communism doesn't tend to lead towards the most efficient way of not starving. But with this campaign, people estimate, and this is where I'm going to throw out the middle number, an estimated 45 million people died during his reign due to a loss of agriculture and food. It's not recorded because, much like the Dark Ages, communists only write good stuff down. The high number I saw was 78 million. The low number I saw was 12 million. So somewhere in there, and that's part of the reason they eliminated the sparrows was to help bring in more food. Didn't really work. Uh, It got really bad, like really bad. People were 
eating each other. People were, they had to have rules against eating other people. It was uh, communism, not even once. So how do they get out of it? Well, one, after everyone died uh, and the, they tried to bring in more people, China imported 250,000 sparrows from Russia. Because if there's one thing Russia has, it's just a bunch of everything. And that led to a decrease in the very rampant insect population, but uh, not fast enough. They replaced the four pest campaign because they can't say that was a bad idea. It's communism. You can't do that. They just swapped out sparrows for bedbugs. So problem Why did they just start with bedbugs in the beginning? Well, sparrows eat the grains. Did you not just listen to this? I did, I did, but it just seems like it was kind of Captain Obvious of like, hey, we can't get rid of this this creature. There is no such thing as obvious to a communist, Mike. Otherwise, they wouldn't be communist. Touche. So, on to our next campaign, Stalin. <laughs> and now this isn't really a war on trees. On well, it was a war on humans, but this isn't really a war on trees. This is more of... Blind incompetence. So communists need money. Well, how do they get that money? Taxes. So Stalin proposed a tax on trees on people's property. Well, most people didn't have enough money to pay the tax, so in, and they couldn't afford to keep the trees. So then either the state would collect the trees or they would cut down the trees to avoid the tax. This led to a massive fruit shortage in Russia. <laughs> and Mother Rush and Mother Rush. Uh, yeah. I feel like there's a joke right there for that one. Now, this seems even more obvious to me than the sparrows thing. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, if you just see a bunch of people going around cutting down all the fruit trees in the orchards, and then someone's got to be like, hey, do we need to eat those or, or what's the plan? It's like, well, I don't want to pay the tax. So that one, a much smaller part. And why a lot of people in Russia died, so I don't have any numbers on that. But the moral of that story is communism, not even once. So we got another one, and this one is more fun. The Emu War in Australia. Oh, God. I forgot about this, and here, oh, oh, boy. Here we go. So 1932, Australia was getting messed up by emus. Well, I mean, they weren't, but their crops were. And so they decided to have an all-out war on the emus because they're like, they're just dumb birds. <laughs> they had a bunch of World War I veterans who didn't have a bunch to do and knew how to operate weapons. So they decided, hey, let's just go to war with these emus. And it started out pretty good. They got out there, they started knocking out the emus, the farmers were happy. It didn't take the birds long to figure out the range of the, the weapons that the Australians were using. <laughs> and they would come in their flocks and run and spread out through the circle, out of the effective range. They would see a gun emplacement and just avoid it. At the start of the emu war... They're noticing war, the box pillar. <laughs> at the start of the emu war, the Australians were slaying the emus. But as they learned, they went through more and more ammo and killed less and less emus to a point where it just wasn't financially worth it to try and kill these emus. <laughs> so eventually they just stopped. And, uh, man, that seems like the most fun one. Honestly, that seems like it was, like, so far so good kind of, uh, kind of thing. Like, it was working. You were getting your, like, you know, had a bunch of vets supporting the vets. They're doing good work. 
and then all of a sudden, it's not. Uh, it's not. Things aren't looking too pretty. And the best is that. So they tried. You know, we tried to one up the emus, right? So they just run away. So we're like, well, let's go chase them on a truck. <laughs> the truck couldn't keep up with the, the birds. <laughs> and not only that, but it was so bumpy that the truck, the guy in the truck, couldn't even aim. Oh God! It's, at this point, just put a like a marksman machine gun on top and just start mowing them down that way. Yeah, and uh, so they tried a bunch of different things, and basically, it, as the quote unquote war went on, more use, more ammo was spent, and less birds were getting killed, and it didn't really resolve anything. But Australia, it's it's so big, it seems like it's hard to kill everything. I mean, they went through, tried to kill rabbits. People would just drive around in the back of Jeeps and just blast rabbits for days. And they'd go through cabins of ammunition just shooting these rabbits and shit and couldn't put a dent in it. So once it's there, it's there. So I guess it was a turtle race. Da-dunch. Get it? Rabbit, turtle, losing, race. Are we the rabbit or the now. turtle? We're, we, we, we are the turtle. But we're supposed to win. But we keep losing. Never mind. I'll explain right. to you how yeah. an idiotism works later on. <laughs> okay. So the last one, bringing it back to the good old United States of America in the early, late 30s, early 40s. Uh, was it the buffalo? No. We know. That one wasn't a war, but we just kept killing them and they started disappearing and we didn't think to stop. This one was an actual attempt to get rid of a species. Uh, disease, blister rust disease came from Europe that was affecting all of our trees. Well, east, any pines, eastern, western white pine, sugar pine, limber pine, white bark pine, bristlecone pine, and southwestern white pine. And we knew that as a fungus, it has a, a host and then it's got an alternate host. So it, it infects, let's say, your, your western white pine. And then it goes and kind of, quote unquote, I don't know, breeds, it, it becomes its infective form again, but it has to go to an alternate host to then be able to go back to the main host. And it did that on uh, gooseberries. Well, at this time in the early, late 30s, early 40s, we had a bunch of people just sitting around looking for work in the form of the Civilian Conservation Corps, works work, the WPA, all sorts. I mean, it's the height of the Great Depression. Height of the Great Depression. We're looking to put people to work. So what are we going to do? Well, let's just, you know, we need the trees. So we can't just cut down the infected trees. But if we get rid of the host, the gooseberry, then the fungus won't have anywhere to go. It, once it, it'll die out from the host. So we had men roaming the states, the western states, killing all the gooseberries. Just walking through, pulling them out. Um, there, they had 1700 men employed in North Idaho at one point from a job description I saw from 1937. And that was way understaffed for what they wanted. Boy, they're, they just try to throw everything in the kitchen sink at them with that many workers. Yeah. So last year, Idaho had a quota for 6,800 men. So it was a big, big job. I mean, you have to walk the whole fucking forest to get rid of these gooseberries to stop the fungus from spreading <laughs> these snozberries taste like snozberries but you know the funny thing about this fungus 
What's that? Well, it's actually not that funny, but uh, it definitely has two hosts, Gooseberries and Carrants. Oh, boy. We only got rid of the one host. We didn't find out till way later that it had a second host. Of so we were of we course. we didn't stop anything. We well, we did stop. Uh, we stopped United the Great States Depression. from being progress. Sure, let's go with that. All part of FDR's plan. So I'm sure there's more examples. It's I couldn't really find a good search term for this one, so I just kind of had to stumble across some of these or knew about most of them from earlier. I don't know if you have any good examples, Mike. Um, nothing really pops up to the top of my head except because um, we've we've accidentally and, and, destroyed a lot of things. But it's the, well, the only purpose one, one that's hard. The only ones I can think of on top of my head are lions in Africa when there was a was and, and I'm not talking like poaching. Like obviously you could make a whole thing on poaching, but I'm just thinking of when lions were killing humans and we just did the same thing as we did to wolves and just wiped them far back and then slowly started bringing them back. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Predators, wolves, same way. But that's that's one where it's kind of like people are up for debate on whether that was good or bad. And I think most of these people agree, okay, this is not the right way to go about doing this. Well, once the government gets involved, especially a communist government, I would uh, definitely say it's usually not the best uh, best plan. If you know of any other times humanity has purposely tried to destroy a species and it's backfired, hit us up on our Reddit or Instagram page and we will, I'm just kind of interested to hear what else is out there. Thanks for listening to the Backyard Philosophy Podcast. We rarely finish a podcast without missing a point we wanted to bring up, so let us know what we forgot. And if you have a topic you want us to talk about, let us know at Backyard Philosophy on Instagram and Backyard Philosophy Podcast on Facebook.